0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Gen Zero, a podcast in which we watch the Pokemon
1: movies. I'm Sean. And I'm Doug. And what movie did we watch this week? Uh, we watched Mewtwo Returns, right? and it's not technically considered a Pokemon
0: movie. Right, it's actually a special. And before we actually get into the movie, I want to make a few notes. Um, the professor from Gen 2 was Professor Elm. Ah, okay. It was driving me nuts, so I had to look it up. <laughs> And the concept I mentioned about the Gen Zero game, yeah. someone is actually working on it.
1: That's kind of awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's going to star Oak and Agatha All right. as the starting two uh, characters. And uh, you can actually find it online at PokemonGenZero.wordpress.com. We're we're no um, way affiliated, not not affiliated with them. Yeah, but I actually found them when I was looking up some stuff for us. And I saw them So I was like Oh I gotta give them A shout out on the podcast And the other thing I have to say Before we even get Into the, the film Is I have a problem With this title In English It's Mewtwo Returns In Japanese It's Mewtwo I am here But the English title Is a misnomer Mewtwo doesn't return In this movie Because When you think about it The term return Means to go away And then to come back He doesn't come back He goes away And stays there People find him So he's not returning from anywhere. He's just saying where he is and people are going to him. So it should have been called Mewtwo Rediscovered or something along those lines.
1: I see where I am here makes sense then. Exactly. Because he's already there. Yeah, he's here. You go the fuck away. I'm not going to fucking move. Also kind of ties into how much philosophical... Oh, absolutely. uh, ...speak they use in this.
0: Yeah. So now we can get into the movie. It, It starts off with I am Mewtwo. And then it goes him into him explaining his entire backstory
1: Which is essentially them showing off the entire first Pokemon movie
0: Basically, in very abridged fashion
1: So, so spoilers, if you haven't seen that movie, you will see the entirety of that movie yeah. in about five minutes
0: Yeah, and also if you're going to watch a movie called Mewtwo Returns, you should probably That's the other confusing thing It's fucking Mewtwo Returns and Mewtwo Strikes Back I always got them confused
1: they both sound like sequels Which yes, doesn't do. help them Yeah,
0: Which when, when I first went to see it for The first movie it was just called Pokemon the first movie for me So when I heard about Mewtwo Strikes Back I was totally Confused But yeah you're right it does show Mewtwo, The entirety of Mewtwo Strikes Back And at, at that point he Exclaims I encountered my nemesis And then it shows Mew And it's just doing it's little Mew cute thing And it doesn't look nemesarial at all then he talks about wiping everyone's memory, which is very important to this episode.
1: As no one remembers him or anything that happened.
0: And that's really it for the intro. Then it cuts to Giovanni and an assistant talking about how they found a lake with Mewtwo in it. And that's he, really it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
0: it zooms in on a really blurry image of Mewtwo. And he's like, I found you.
1: It's very menacing about it.
0: But then it, it goes right into... Uh, a scene with Mewtwo He's looking up the, at the moon And he's monologuing about How the clones are outcasts And how they aren't part of this world And they don't belong in this world Which he does at least three times During this movie, for a good five minutes each time I want to say and you,
1: They also talk about the moon quite a bit
0: Yes, Yeah. Meowth 2 The clone version of Meowth Loves the moon, I mean he did in the first one He talks yeah. about how it's our moon It's our earth, but in this one, he's all about the moon He really loves the moon And then we get to the title scene Where it's just Mewtwo returns And the music sounds a lot like the Are You Afraid of the Dark theme song The, the tail end of it, to be precise yeah, yeah, exactly, right after the match is lit And then we get our, our heroes Ash and company, Ash, Misty, and Brock The, the best
1: three They're traveling amid uh, oh, a well-known unknown region of Johto Yes Which, you know, does not appear in any of the games, of course, because it's specific to this.
0: Right. Uh, It's called Purity Canyon, and it's Johto's greatest natural wonder. You think they would put that in the games. And then we find out that a bus leaves to go around the canyon once a month, apparently, to take them to the other side, I guess.
1: And it just so happens that today is the day
0: that that bus shows up.
1: Yes. Lucky for them. Well. Uh, Except, no, because they're going to miss the bus. Brock tells them this. Yeah. Uh, he has other things to do. Oh
0: yes, he needs to make his spicy pizza pancakes, which I need the recipe for because yeah. they sound fucking awesome. They actually awesome.
1: do. It's, it sounds amazing. I it would really eat does. pizza pancakes. Oh,
0: also, this region is known for unstable weather due to the geological and climatal instability in the yeah, region. Yeah, it's,
1: it's rather strange. They go through between what rain, blizzards, and typhoons in like a matter of like hours, kind of yes, thing. Yes,
0: absolutely. As you said, it starts raining then. And we get one of the best lines in the entire special. It's the only reason I wanted to include it in the podcast. <laughs> Brock's line of, I'm going to turn my frying pan into a drying pan.
1: And it proceeds to use as an umbrella.
0: Yes, he, he just plops the frying pan on top of his head and, and says that line. Then we get a, our first look at Team Rocket for the movie. Well, I should say Jesse and James, because Team Rocket features heavily, so... It, I'm probably going to use them interchangeably, so I mean Jesse and James in this situation. And, of course, Meowth. And James, I guess, knew about this place and its volatile nature because he had brought an umbrella. Uh, we should mention that before, Brock had a guidebook about this place. I guess, I'm, I'm assuming it's a guidebook yeah. about all of Johto. Uh, yeah,
1: Brock has been seen with that guidebook for, I don't know, different times throughout the series. He's had different guidebooks for different regions. Okay.
0: But also Meowth has his own guidebook, which has the Team Rocket R logo on it. And in this guidebook, it mentions we advise tourists to avoid this area, which I thought was kind of weird because if it's a specific Team Rocket guidebook, or why would you talk about tourists? The only thing I could think of is that it was the same guidebook, but they like copied it, the entire thing, and just put the Team Rocket logo on it. the entire, yeah, entire I mean, book. They're bad guys. That's what they would do. Plagiary is a crime, so... <laughs> uh, but, of course, the bus starts to take off without them because Ash has to be late for everything. But they actually miss the bus. Uh, but there is a lady who basically... I don't know. What is
1: what is her purpose? I guess she maintains the bus stop in the cabin okay. until yeah. the next month.
0: That makes sense, yeah. And she I know she mentions later that um, the cabin is for people who miss the bus and want to wait for it. Yeah. So um, I'm assuming which she's really fucking weird Unless it's run like a hotel
1: Yeah, especially if it's only that one big room
0: Yeah, Brock's, Brock obviously Hits on her because she's a lady Then we get one of the weirdest Lines from Misty in this whole well, It is the weirdest line from Misty I shouldn't even mince words She says, I can smell what you're cooking up And I can't tell if that's a wrestling Reference for The, the Rock I, But I want to believe it is
1: I really do He did have some kind of flirtation line involving his frying pan. Yes, he did say that her. there's
0: plenty of room under the frying pan if they get close enough. It may have just been a reference to that. Right. In the next scene we see the bus traveling along the the canyon which is right next to a sheer cliff going up and a sheer cliff going down. Uh, the sheer cliff going up leads to a, a lake, which we'll see later. But a tornado comes by and Picks up the bus and almost drops it. We get a bus NATO. But of course, Mewtwo saves it. You see the yeah. whole blue energy outlining it and puts it back.
1: And then immediately gets flecked from uh, Meowth 2 and Pikachu yeah. about saving humans. Yes.
0: Uh, but before they actually start talking, we get to see Mewtwo's living room. <laughs> and I have to call it that because it has a stool, it has a table, and it has a television.
1: I wonder where he got the television and yes. the power for it.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, maybe psychic energy and Pikachu's right there. The thing I had a problem with was how is he getting an image of what was going on to the bus? <laughs> That's
1: also a very good point.
0: And the only explanation I could think of was back when he first started in Mewtwo Strikes Back, he had Firo with cameras attached to their necks. So I'm only assuming that it was something like that. Some kind of Pokemon with a camera attached to it.
1: You know what? Whatever did happen to Mewtwo's Fero and his Dragonite?
0: I don't know. They're not seen at all in this movie or special. Yeah, and then like you said, Pikachu and Meowth give him shit for saving them. He says that if people were hurt, it would just bring more humans to the area to rescue them. But, uh, Pikachu's like, nah, fuck that. You save them because you like humans. Oh, then we get to see Team Rocket suspended by their umbrella, stuck in the cliff face. Apparently, because they got blown away at some point. I don't remember seeing them getting blown away, but
1: I think it was right after meow you know, started playing with the guidebook, and they found out there's weirder weather than rain.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he says it gets worse, and then we get to see the shack, which, like you said, is just looks just like one big room. And obviously, Ash doesn't want to wait for the bus, so he's like, "Oh, we'll just we'll just hoof it." And Luna, the lady who maintains the shack, says, "Oh, you can take a boat up the river." And that'll be fine, which doesn't make any fucking sense to me Because if there's gonna be storms like that And tornadoes and shit I wouldn't want to go in the water
1: But they all jump at that idea because, you know
0: Yeah, well, Misty's a water trainer So she loves the water Uh. Which leads Luna to go Oh, you like water? Here, have some water So they go out on the balcony And use the mechanical Wince to drop a bucket Into the River that runs right by the it runs right by the uh, the shack with a waterfall. And it's a really good place to put a shack, I have to say. Yeah, Your backyard nice. is a fucking waterfall. It's pretty cool. And they bring up the water, and Misty tries... No, no, Brock tries it first, and goes shit for this water. He loves it. It tastes so good. And then Misty agrees, and then Ash says it tastes like there's something been swimming in it.
1: Fair, it probably was.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Pokemon. Um, then he gives it to Pikachu, who also goes gaga for it, and Togepi, who does the one thing in this whole movie that Togepi does. It's the only thing Togepi is used for, is to love this water. It's really that scene. They're, they're like, okay, we'll, we'll go upriver. Uh, so they get in a canoe, a three-person a three-person canoe. Um, Ash is holding a lantern because it's dark out now, and Misty and Brock are both paddling. They don't really see much... But Brock does mention, oh, Misty, I'm surprised you wanted to go up this river because there's there's going to be a lot of bug Pokemon in the river because they're attracted to water. I mean, it, it's
1: true, I would assume? I think it's because the waters are still, essentially. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes
0: sense. Like mosquitoes and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, like, everything loves water. I mean, um, and then Ash sees what he calls a Christmas tree, which is clearly not a... Um, Fir tree of any kind.
1: It's just a really big truth, lots of lights in it.
0: Yes. It's a bunch of uh, leadian glowing. After we see this, they run into a, basically, a bunch of big-ass Kakuna hanging from the trees. I don't know how they didn't see this coming.
1: No. They had to be, what, like four foot big at
0: least? Yeah, they were almost as big as ash. Like, they were fucking see, These were it.
1: huge Kakuna.
0: And I remember the last time we saw... Uh, last time I saw Kakuna was in the first season when... He's fighting uh, the pincer trainer.
1: Oh, man. That's long ago. That's
0: very long ago. And if I'm not mistaken, those Kakuna were a lot smaller.
1: Yeah, They were were about about
0: the size of Metapod, which was like two feet, I would say. Maybe
1: like up to your knee kind of thing.
0: And I was going to say, the only thing I could think of for these Kakuna is that they're really close to evolving. So they're bigger to let out the big-ass bee drill that come out. But those Kakuna in that episode also evolved,
1: so... Wouldn't be a terrifying concept? Huh. One of those tornadoes come by, just pick up all those Kakuna. Oh, jeez. It just, <laughs> just starts spinning yeah, start away with them.
0: So yeah, after we see these Kakuna, Misty kind of freaks out. We also see, I think, Jill at this point, too. But Misty kind of freaks out and is like, okay, we got to get the fuck out of here. So they go back
1: against <laughs> all, the river. All, all the way back to the cabin. They, they yeah. made a distant, uh, decent distance, yeah. too.
0: It wasn't it wasn't like a stone throw away. They were pretty far out at this point. So the next thing they do is they they talk about the mountain, which is right next to them. And it's basically a sheer rock face. Like it's it's not really gradiented at all. But Brock decides that he wants to climb this. I mean he is a rock trainer, so he's kind of more comfortable around mountains and stuff like that than most people, but
1: yeah, they tried Misty's way and they'll try Brock's way. Yeah.
0: Also, this is called Mount Kena And it's the highest mountain in Johto you think that'd be in the games? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they all decide to or They're all talking about it And after that, it kind of just Cuts right back to Mewtwo Monologuing more about birth And cloning and all that stuff Pikachu and Meowth 2 Both say that they deserve to live Like any other Pokemon Because they mention the moon At this point, I think Everyone sees the moon the same, so everyone is the same, and all that jazz.
1: It gets rehashed quite a bit.
0: Yeah. After that little scene, which is basically a fucking non-sequitur and could have been cut from the movie, we come back to the cabin where Cullen, Kalex, and uh, Domino show up. Uh, These are two people, apparently, who have also missed the bus by a little bit. Cullen is a scientist who studies water, which is why he's here, for yeah. that fucking awesome a, water. That's a huge field of study.
1: Yeah. I would assume he's a marine biologist, maybe. Um, I would hope there's more than just studying single things of water. Yeah. I'm a hydrobiologist. That's a, that actually cool. sounds pretty cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, however, Domino is not a hydrobiologist. She is an annoying little girl. Which is from, what was it? The Pokemon Institute? Yes, she is from the Pokemon Institute, which is very vague. Yeah. I mean... mean,
1: Most institutes have Pokemon of some sort, so aren't they all technically Pokemon institutes? Yes.
0: And Luna also explains her job at this point. She observes Pokemon, which, again, super fucking vague. Colin mentions that the water here has in Purity Canyon is super pure. Surprise, surprise. And since this water is so pure... He wants to bring more people here because he thinks it has healing properties and it can heal a bunch of people. Luna doesn't want this because Luna thinks more people come, it'll it'll pollute the water, and she's pretty much right. I mean, the more people that show up, the more waste you get, and it'll just make it worse.
1: Also, to reiterate what he said a a couple seconds ago, Domino is annoying. Yes. Exceptionally annoying. Holy shit, she is
0: this... Like, kind of sorority girl, like 90s sorority girl, like OMG, yeah, gag me yeah. with a spoon kind of personality
1: and voice. At least right now she does. Yes.
0: Ah, th- at this point, Team Rocket, Jesse and James break in. They drop a fucking bunch of firecrackers to distract everybody, I guess. They do their motto. And I was going to say, at this point, it's the first time in the movies that they actually catch Pikachu. It's not a movie though, <laughs> so it's just technically a special. It's so, um, but they do. They, 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 they capture Pikachu. They actually capture Pikachu in this lightning-resistant coil or wire or whatever it is. James is
1: wielding a whip. Yes, With a little light bulb at the end.
0: And then they take off in their rocket, or uh, yeah, rocket balloon. I was going to say rocket yep. balloon. Now I was going to stop myself because it's a balloon. With rockets on it at this point.
1: It threw me off balloon, but they added rockets to it. Right, exactly. Because they thought that was a good idea for some reason.
0: I mean, it would have been if it weren't for the windiness of the area. Um, also, f- f- fire coming out of the sides of a, like, a nylon yeah, balloon. Yeah, that's, that's
1: the thing. They attached giant metal rockets to a nylon bag.
0: Yeah. It works, though, so... so anyway. <laughs> but before they actually leave, Jesse sees Cullen... And is completely infatuated with this guy. And goes on like a five minute rant about how much she loves this guy. But she can't be with him because they're star-crossed lovers. And it just gets really uncomfortable for everybody. Even Meowth mentions something
1: about it. And the thing is, she sees him later on in the show. And she doesn't like even acknowledge his existence. Absolutely not. She doesn't even know she's, he's there.
0: <clears throat> so yeah, they take off with Pikachu in tow. And the weather changes again instantly to the super windy thing and the rocket balloons getting knocked around like crazy. So Luna's like, Alright, we can we can go find them. She grabs a whole bunch of climbing equipment that we don't we haven't seen before at this point. It's actually on the
1: wall. If you look Oh, is it? Is it it's on the wall? right next to the door on the left hand side. Oh, okay, cool, cool.
0: But yeah, so they start climbing up this sheer cliff face that she had mentioned not to do earlier. But now that Pikachu's missing, they gotta go get him. And the balloon's still getting knocked around in the wind, and it eventually slams into the rope with uh, Luna attached to it. And somehow this makes it attached to the balloon. So now everyone's hanging off the side of the balloon. You got Luna, you got Ash, Misty, Brock, Cullen, and And Domino Domino all hanging from the balloon now. Um, And I think. James mentions that they can't get away with that much weight.
1: And so Wobbuffet comes out and adds more weight.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, and Jesse says, get back in here, you need lightweight, which doesn't make any sense. If I mean, heavyweight would have been the word I would have used. And then, of course, the wind stops because it's volatile. It's not a
1: MacGuffin at all. No, no, of course not. Um, and clouds go away, and yeah. everything is nice and clear. And Mewtwo happens to look out his window.
0: Right, he, and he spots Ash and everyone. Uh, And they see the lake They don't see Mewtwo specifically But they do see the the lake with the island on it So Domino whips out These night vision heat goggles Where she can see through solid rock And she sees uh, The heat She sees the heat signature Of Mewtwo And then she sees the heat signature Of Meowth and Pikachu And she apparently sends this Information to Giovanni ...who is sitting in his headquarters. He's like, okay, I I see Mewtwo, and we have confirmation. Let's go. And the next scene we see is him in this helicopter. And he's headed towards the island. And then we cut back to Domino, who introduces herself as 009. Um, The black tulip. Yes, the black tulip. And then we cut back to Giovanni in his (laughs)
1: headquarters. The teleporting Giovanni trick
0: Yes So he goes from his headquarters to the helicopter And the helicopter is not like Taking off from the headquarters or anything It's like you can see the lake In the backdrop of the
1: It's a really bad continuity error Of where Giovanni is located Right.
0: Oh and then The black tulip or domino Whatever you want to call her Calls in the team rocket combat unit Which is a bunch of blimps they love their balloons Yeah, apparently inflatable travel is the only way to go Except for Giovanni because
1: he has an awesome helicopter
0: Yes uh, So yeah, after Domino reveals herself as a Team Rocket agent She pops Jesse and James's balloon For whatever reason Because she's a bitch And then she uses her backpack hang glider To float away Which eventually <laughs> she winds up on the helicopter with Giovanni So somehow she used her hang glider To get up Get inside the helicopter
1: Pokemon physics Yep. I never doubt Pokemon physics
0: uh, The next scene we see after she takes off with a hang glider Is uh, Just Team Rocket uh, Jesse and James um, And Meowth They're all tied up On the rope That they used to capture Pikachu with because they had the balloon obviously like, sputtered away like balloons do, and everyone kind of fell off into different yeah. areas. Team Rocket and Pikachu fell into one area, Ash and everybody else fell into the other.
1: Specifically, Team Rocket fell into the island, right. uh, Ash and the others fell kind of to the outskirts of the lake. Right.
0: So yeah, they're like, oh, Pikachu, w- what's he doing? Because he's not tied up anymore, because <laughs> they're tied up in his Why working. are you sparking? Yeah. And Meowth's like, oh, maybe he'll want to play. And then obviously, meow yeah, or Pikachu electrocutes them. Uh, but then Pikachu shows up and starts yelling at Pikachu, He's like "You should get out of here." And obviously, meow uh, translates for Pikachu. He's like, "You shouldn't have come here. You gotta get the fuck out. Go away. Go. Just shoot. Go. Fuck off." And Pikachu's like, um. The fuck are you? Like, <laughs> like yeah, no, I don't do remember I, you. Do I know you? Yeah. Obviously, Pikachu does remember because uh, Mewtwo only wiped the memories of the trainers and Pokemon that were there. He didn't wipe the memory of the Pokemon he took with him. Um, and Pikachu is like, fuck this, I'm going to attack you. And he goes after Pikachu, but uh, Mewtwo stops it. That's where we get the kind of fourth wall breaky line of... James saying, this is like a sequel to a movie that I missed. Oh, this is where we get the third. Okay, there was four. <laughs> four monologues oh, nice by part. Mewtwo. We get the third monologue um, where Mewtwo says, The moon reflects the light of the sun, so the clones reflect the real Pokemon. And oh, what was it? The moon is dark and in the shadows, so our clo- the clones
1: should stay in the shadows. Honestly, if, after a while, I just kind of, like, phased out whatever yeah. Mewtwo was saying when he started monologuing. Yeah. Every, he is very ham doing this entire thing. Yeah.
0: Every time Mewtwo starts talking for an extended period of time, it gets really hard to pay attention. But Pikachu, on the other hand, is having none of this. For whatever reason, Pikachu became the spokesperson, spokespoke for the rebellion basically. He says it's not fair. It's a big world out there. We should be able to explore everywhere we want. We should go we should be able to go wherever we want. And then he stops talking. He he does that explanation and then we get about a 3 minute clip of different parts of the world. We get to see a stream and flowers and a mountain and then it pans <laughs> further out to the world. And then it pans out even further to show the entire planet because it just shows like a quarter of it And when we see the entire planet and then it fades back into where they are by fading into the moon
1: Very moon-centric this movie Well featuring the main extra female is named Luna also
0: Oh yeah, I didn't even think that, yeah Very moon-centric,
1: weird need some Luna tones in here Yeah, right? Uh, I don't think this is the right
0: gen for that (laughs) And then Pikachu turns or Pikachu turns to Pikachu and basically tells him to check his privilege. Because he's like, <laughs> You, you're from the outside world. You were born in the outside. You're allowed to live on the outside.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> um, uh yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah. Pikachu He's a little warmonger. He just yeah, wants to pick fights.
0: Yeah, it gets worse later. Um, Mewtwo then tells Pikachu basically, no, we're we're staying here, we're not going anywhere. We're safe here. We're, we're going to stay here because people outside won't understand us. And after that scene, we get Ash and gang coming out of the lake, basically coming on the shore of the island. And Ash gets his, you know, stereotypical when he's sad, hat over eyes, downcast look. Oh, no, they're not on the island yet.
1: No, they have to make their canoe.
0: Yeah, they're on the outskirts because it's basically... There's a circle of land, then we got the lake, and then we got the island inside the lake. So they're on the outskirts of the land there. Um, This is all inside a giant plateau, by the way. It's really hard to explain. It's
1: kind of like a crater on top of a plateau. Absolutely,
0: yeah. With uh, an outskirt of land, a lake, and an island in the lake. Uh, So yeah, they need to get to the island because they know that um, Team Rocket, Jesse and James are there. So they need to make a canoe, apparently, out of a log, which is what Luna suggests. So Ash is like, okay, well, we'll use our Pokemon to do that. And sends out Bulbasaur and Chikorita. And like we mentioned in the last uh, podcast, this actually happens before the Celebi movie, which is why er, um, Chikorita is still Chikorita and not Bayleaf. yep. So yeah, he sends out those two, and they use Razor Leaf to make a canoe and oars.
1: It's weird. No, if you're going to use your Pokemon, why don't you just use your water ones to get across the lake to begin with? Yeah,
0: it's really—it's a really weird concept, and he even mentions, when he throws them out, he says, help us cut out a canoe, and like Bulbasaur and Chikorita have any concept of what the fuck a canoe is at this point. Then we get a cut back to Mewtwo, who sees Team Rocket, both Jesse and James, and the, uh, the combat unit. And they like, okay, well, people found us, so we gotta go. We gotta leave. Then we get cut back to uh, Team Rocket, who are all tied up with Vine Whips. And Mewtwo goes away, uh, back to his living room, I guess. And uh, Pikachu starts rebelling. He starts talking shit about Mewtwo, basically. Like, these people... The team, the team Rocket, they're gonna use us for cloning experiments, they're gonna hurt us, they're gonna do all this bad shit to us, we gotta go. We can't stay here anymore. And they put Team Rocket in a jail that they
1: had. I yeah. don't
0: know how Mewtwo built, I guess Mewtwo built that with his living room, he, he built he, a jail cell.
1: He built a lot of things apparently in this yeah. island. Is it, there are stairs, yes. there are windows, Yeah. there's a TV. Uh, yeah, they
0: put they put Jesse and James in the jail, and they leave Meowth out because he's valuable. Because he can speak human. He says he can talk human. He doesn't say English, he says human. So everyone wants to leave. Or, uh, Pikachu and his little gang of rebels who don't want to stay, and they want to live out their lives on wherever they want to go, they start leaving. They, they start walking away. They,
1: I th- do they start swimming away at this point? I think uh- they couple of them were riding Blastoise, a couple of them were riding Gyarados. And yeah.
0: Pikachu, Ash's Pikachu, is riding
1: Dugong. And we'll get to Dugong later. Yeah, we'll tell you about Dugong probably at the end. Yeah.
0: And there was one cool thing about this is um, Mewtwo sees them leaving. And he kind of watches them start going away. And he, uh, he says, which is more important, their safety or their freedom? Which I thought was a pretty cool concept, because he he doesn't want to impede them, he doesn't want them to feel like they're They're captured, but he also doesn't want them getting hurt. And I think, in my opinion at this point, I think he's way more afraid than he has to be about the cloning, because, I mean, except for Blastoise 2, Charizard 2, um, and Venusaur 2, you can't tell these Pokemon apart from
1: they, they look exactly the same as any other Pokemon in the wild.
0: And technically Pikachu, because it has the little points at the bottom of it, the black parts of its yeah, ears. But there are plenty of, like, Pichu and
1: yeah. Pikachu that have different little thing designs in their ears. So, so
0: yeah, I, I really don't think, if no one knew where these Pokemon went after they left they would never have any problems. They could live out the rest of their days in the wild. They might get captured by trainers. (laughs) The very first
1: thing that happens is they get caught by someone. Yeah.
0: I mean, even then... To to be
1: fair, this is kind of what happens. Yeah. Well, yes.
0: (laughs) But, uh... Like, I mean, imagine someone catching one of these Pokemon, the clones. They would get a really powerful version of that Pokemon because Mewtwo even says that these are the strongest versions of these Pokemon. So full IVs. Yes, yeah, full IVs. Eevee trained out the wazoo. Oh man, now I'm just imagining someone in the game catching one of these and just using it to breed and leaving it in the bank.
1: No, because you know when you
0: breed clone Pokemon, we find out later. Oh right, that's true. Okay, we'll get into that in a sec. Actually, we're very close. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so Ash and the gang find Purity Lake, uh, which is. Okay, we have to re-describe the whole thing because it's the it's the ring of land on the outside, then it's the lake, then it's the island, and inside the island is, is another r- lake.
1: Okay, inside the island is a spring. Right, right, that's right. Okay, which leaks out into the lake, yeah. which that lake supplies the water to the rest of the whole valley. Right, the river that they got their
0: original water from comes from this spring technically, and apparently this uh, this water is super pure, according to uh, Cullen's little. Fucking tricorder thing, which makes no goddamn sense. I mean, I imagine it's like a, like a digital pH
1: reader. So what? What does this lake and every other special lake in the Pokemon world have in common? Healing properties. Oh
0: right, yeah. It has. It has mega healing properties, just like the lake that Celebi goes to. But there's one very problematic thing with this lake. The residents. Yes, the residents. So we see baby Pokemon.
1: A- Sorta.
0: Yeah. Uh, we see a baby Rhyhorn and uh, a baby Nidoqueen. Baby Nidoqueens
1: don't make any sense.
0: So what happens in the games, Doug, when you breed a Nidoqueen?
1: When you breed Nidoqueens, you should be getting a Nidoran.
0: Yes, either male, F- or, male or female.
1: Male or female. Apparently when these clones breed, you just get the same Pokemon, <laughs> Yes. but about a foot high. Yeah.
0: I mean, to be fair, that Queen is pretty cute, except for the fact it's that a it's fully a little It's a fully Pokemon, yeah. and it's about a foot high. I would like to see more about this. I would like to see what happens if you breed a Gyarados. Do you get a very small <laughs> a Gyarados? A very tiny Wiggle Worm Gyarados? Yeah.
1: Or do you get a really small Dugong or Golduck? Tiny Venusaur, baby Charizard. Yeah,
0: that would be awesome. I would love to get like a, a foot high Charizard. That would be pretty keep, badass. Keep it in your purse yeah. kind of
1: thing fucking toy breeds of Pokemon Oof. Mewtwo you've done the worst thing possible yeah made toy breeds
0: and at this point Giovanni starts attacking the clones that are on the outside the, the Pikachu the Pikachu's gag basically he starts yeah. atta- shooting these like electric balls at them that, out of his helicopter yeah. yeah that start electrocuting the Pokemon it
1: seems to paralyze them
0: yeah Yeah. No, I mean it's Thunderwaves it's a it's a it's a mechanical version of Thunder Wave, basically.
1: Um,
0: and then the blimps drop Team Rocket-style ver- Pokéballs, which I imagine are just, like, Ultra Balls painted the di- a different color. No, just
1: put regular Pokéballs painted with yes. VR
0: on it. Button bolt, bolt. Yeah, they're not shooting these things out of the blimps. They basically just open the Bombay doors and just drop, like, 30 Pokéballs per
1: blimp. Out. No. You can imagine they were supposed to be throwing them out. <laughs> yeah, but they kind of just open the latch and they all started just falling out. It's like, yeah. you know what? Screw it. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're already gone. They're just falling. Yeah, we'll get get what we get.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot of pokeballs that miss the mark. At least these pokeballs basically catch up every Pokemon except for Meowth, two and Pikachu. Pikachu specifically pre- protects Pikachu with thunder shocks and stuff like that. Yeah, and Meowth two grab or Meowth one grabs yeah. Meowth two and starts taking it away, um, which
1: is strange because you know being Team Rocket himself, you think Meowth would have just you know, said screw and let everything get captured. Yeah,
0: I think he even mentions that at one point. It's like usually I'm selfless or selfish, but for whatever reason, I mean it's the Bender thing. How I love me so much that any version of me is going to be cool. After this, um, well, during this, Giovanni still shooting these thunder waves out at. Pikachu and Meowth And their clones Like They keep missing But You know They eventually get back Into a corner And the drama's there Where it's The Pokemon Giovanni The Pokemon Giovanni And then he shoots The final shot That's gonna definitely Hit them And Mewtwo saves them With a Shadow Ball And somehow uses His psychic power To Do the opposite Of what he did In the first movie He releases all
1: these Pokemon from their Pokeballs Yeah It kind of just obliterates the Pokeballs. Yeah.
0: Then we get one of Every one of these movies has to have some kind of stupid technology. And I'm calling the stupidest technology in this movie is the platform that comes out of the helicopter.
1: Alright. I'll accept that as your stupid technology. I'll bring up mine later on. Is it the robots? No, it's actually not the robots.
0: Okay. We should mention this isn't like a typical helicopter where the blades come out of the top because if Giovanni used the, the <laughs> fucking platform to come out, he would chop his own head off. But uh, it's a dual-bladed helicopter with the blades on the sides, apparently. Yeah. So he comes out on this platform from inside the helicopter. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. But he's there, and so is Domino, who is apparently his assistant from the very beginning of the movie. And he starts talking to Mewtwo. And they have like a back-and-forth about the power of Pokemon versus the power of machines and stuff like that. And he's like, well, I'm going to catch you again this time. And he sends out these stupid... These these two robot things. I, I don't know how to describe them. Because they're just like these like three-foot-high robots. They kind of... Actually, they kind of remind me of... Um, was it Hack and Slash? <laughs> That's what
1: I was thinking of, too, from Reboot. From Reboot, yeah.
0: They, I mean, they are blue and red. yeah. So they kind of have that, that symbolism going for them. But they kind of have the shape. If you don't include the heads and... Like the very bottoms, they kind of look like hack and slash of Yeah, they got like these eyeballs in their chest, in the uh, like, not in the chest, in the top part that shoot out these electric beams that are supposed to uh, capture Mewtwo. Uh, but Mewtwo obviously fights back. He he actually takes them down their first try. That's the last we see of that scene for a while because then it cuts to uh, Ash and everyone running down these stairs to try to find Pikachu still because they haven't found them. They run into Domino and a Team Rocket combat unit, who uses. Oh, I figured out oh, what. Nope. Y- you, you no, still, you think, no, close. Okay. You're getting closer though. Uh, she she uses these stupid rings to uh, ensnare everyone to catch Ash, Misty, and everyone else. And
1: it's kind of hula cool Hooping if the hula hoop was too small to spin. Right,
0: and it's kind of like bolas in a way, but they go around your torso and stuff in your arms to keep you tied down. And I wouldn't have a problem with that, because they catch humans. I mean, you can't catch humans in a Pokeball, as far as I know. Uh, so you got to have some way to... Um, what about Jinx or Mr. Mine? They're not technically humans. They are still Pokemon. Right, so I wouldn't have a problem, except for the fact that... Um, yeah, they use them to catch Pokemon later.
1: Yes, yes, they do.
0: And then Domino makes fun of Jesse and James, because they're still locked up in that jail. And then we get a cut back to Giovanni talking to Mewtwo, and he threatens... The clones he basically says i'm gonna use these to experiment on if you don't concede and basically come with me again and then Mewtwo's like fuck you we're out of here we're gonna go somewhere else where you can't find a skin and screw you so he picks up all the pokemon with his psychic powers like he does
1: and he runs back to the island yep he goes he runs away
0: and this is where giovanni reactivates the robots And then Mewtwo gets to the island, and he sees that Domino had used the rings to capture these fucking Pokemon.
1: And so... Specifically
0: the um, Nidoqueen uh, and uh, Rhyhorns.
1: Yeah, she's currently, like, cuddling a baby Nidoqueen, like, during this entire encounter. Right.
0: She does mention that she likes using these rings instead of Pokeballs, because they're not even gonna, like, use them to fight. They're just gonna experiment on them, so what's the point?
1: At least she explains why she's using dumb technology. Yes. As opposed to many of the other villains who are just like, "I'm going to use dumb technology for the sake of using dumb technology." Absolutely. If Lawrence the Third had even tried to
0: explain those fucking <laughs> rings, <laughs> I wouldn't hate him as much as I do. I still would hate him a lot though because that fucking airship is stupid. And at this point, Mewtwo's like, right, "Fuck it. All right, fine. If if you don't hurt the Pokemon, I'll surrender." Uh, so. Yeah, she tells him to step into the light. Uh, Domino does. And
1: the oh. robots are back up, and yes. they start emitting beams at each other, making kind of a little force bubble between yes. them. right.
0: Then we get this weird scene of, it's kind of like a, I say like a graduation scene, where there's two lines of Pokemon of the clones, and Mewtwo's walking between them towards the robots to to surrender himself. And all the clones were like, no, don't do it, don't don't fucking do this we, we'll fight um, but Mewtwo obviously he cares more about these clones than he does his own safety he steps into the, the, the force field that the robots made and it starts hurting him for whatever reason
1: from what Giovanni was saying apparently it's supposed to reprogram his brain right um, and
0: Mewtwo's like uh, you can break my body but you'll never break my will uh, Giovanni's like
1: well we'll see about that that's pretty much what was happening though
0: yeah and after, you know, Mewtwo's in that stasis bubble Giovanni looks around and goes "Well, huh, I want to make a lab here This will this will be a great place for me to set up a lab And after he says that We go back to um, Ash and Company walking through the cave For whatever real reason There's no real explanation as to I why think, they're I think
1: they were bringing them to the cage Okay, oh right, yeah, they are bringing
0: them to the prison You're right um, But Pikachu and Pikachu are both hurt And they're they're all beat up They got the scratches and stuff That you usually see when a Pokemon is injured It's got those little black lines to say
1: I'm hurt Yeah, I'm dirty Yeah,
0: exactly So Cullen decides to use his little vial of water That he took from the Purity Lake To heal him To heal them Uh, And it works, you know Pikachu's are better Yep, both Pikachu's are fighting fit now And this is where things get really weird This is where the time frame gets really fucking wonky because the next scene we see is Team Rocket setting up the lab Giovanni wanted, and they're pretty far into it.
1: Yeah, they build really quickly, apparently. Yeah, like, either they build quickly or
0: they've been trapped there for months at this point.
1: Like they have silos and like metal floors and walls. Yes, and,
0: and they're constru- or they're like producing something because they're also releasing a whole bunch of like sludge into the river. So either they're making something, and that's runoff, or they're just actively trying to ruin the lake. (laughs) Like, it's one of those two reasons. Then we get a scene of uh, Mewtwo still fighting the mind-control device, whatever it is. Then we also get this throwaway scene. Oh, actually, I'm wrong. It's not a throwaway scene because it's referenced later. Um, It's Jesse and James cleaning. Cleaning the floor. Domino comes by to chastise them because, I mean, obviously Team Rocket, or Jesse and James aren't the best members of Team Rocket. They're always fucking up, and it's obvious.
1: Have they ever actually succeeded, really? Mm,
0: I don't think so. They're the punchline of every joke. So, obviously, Domino, the better member of Team Rocket, has to come and make fun of them, kind of like Butch and Cassidy always do. Yeah. Yeah, That's after that is when we get to see the sludge getting poured into the lake for whatever reason. This has... What, what, what effect does this have on the Pokémon of the area?
1: Well, remember all those bug Pokémon earlier from the river? Yep. Well... I Having all that sludge in that has made them a little bit agitated. A little bit. And by that I mean they've all turned into a huge swarm. Yeah, there's a
0: giant horde of every flying bug type Pokemon you can think of. Beedrill, Butterfree, Ledyba, Lydianne. Scythers. Scyther. I think that's really it. Yeah, I think that's pretty... there's a lot of them. Yeah. And Giovanni and Person both see this. And Persian goes, "Oh no!" And Giovanni says, "No, shut the fuck up."
1: Yeah, more it's, or less, yeah. It's a really weird scene where just Persian
0: kind of meows, and so, Giovanni just goes, "Shut, quiet you, shut up." These Pokemon fight back. The first thing they do is these Butterfree fly over part of the construction site of this lab. It's still not done, we should say, but it's very far along.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and they put these two construction workers to sleep, and Apparently they were welding something, I guess, because they both had hand blowtorches, and one of the hand blowtorches drops into the silos that you mentioned, which I guess is full of gasoline or nitrogen
1: or something. Those things went up.
0: They explode in a spectacular fashion. This explosion also, luckily, doesn't kill Ash and everyone that's trapped, but it does destroy the the bars.
1: Conveniently, but... You know, it didn't seem that they were anywhere near the tanks. Absolutely not. Yeah. I have no idea what exactly exploded to free them, but it it exploded. Yep,
0: yep. The bars are gone. Um, And then we get a a little fight scene between Domino and the Scyther. We should mention that Domino, who also calls herself the Black Tulip, has these tuxedo mask-style tulips that can do fucking anything.
1: Welcome to my stupid tech fit. Oh, okay. So it's the black tulips? It's her black tulips, which throughout this movie have done, well, are currently doing multiple things. Yes. She's, she can use them as razors, as right. daggers. She can extend them to use them as staffs, which is what she's currently doing against the scythers. Right. And a little bit later on, she starts shooting energy blasts <laughs> out of them. Yep. Which, once again, stupid technology. Yeah, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. I mean... Yeah, I, I can't like, even... I can understand, like, the daggers and right. the throwing them, but... And even kind of, like, extending a bit... Yeah. But having all three of the things into one object is just yeah. a bit overkill.
0: Yeah. Like, I can, I can forgive the, the daggers, because that would just be a cool little affectation to have very pointy, tulip-shaped weapons. I can understand the, like, the pole thing, because, I mean, it could just be a fancy-looking uh, extendable baton, basically. Yeah. But the energy blasts, I got nothing. That makes no <laughs> goddamn sense. But we do get, this is where the cleaning pays off, because while she's fighting these bug Pokemon, she runs down this corridor away from them, and uh, she slips, and her face lands into a cleaning bucket, because apparently uh, Jesse and James had over-cleaned this particular spot and let it be slippery. And uh, James give us, gives us one of the good lines. He says, Oh, Domino, you look so pale. And it actually <laughs> took me a second to get that, I'll admit. But I, I do really like that line. Then we cut back to Mewtwo still in pain. And uh, Ash finally sees him. They finally get out and see Mewtwo. And uh, Ash realizes that the robots are what are causing the, um, the problems here. They're, they need to be shut off.
1: But they can't find any switches.
0: Right. Brock looks all over them. He can't find any way to shut them down. So um, Ash does what Ash do best. He runs headfirst
1: at them. He actually says, yes. let's tackle them. Yes. He, he, he makes
0: the conscious effort to try to physically knock these things over.
1: And what's worse is everyone else takes up his idea. Yes, they all start punching and kicking. At, begin tackling, in turn, these robots. Doesn't work. Doesn't work at all. Well, they eventually knock one over. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Yeah,
0: but then Mewtwo's like, all right, if if you want to get me out of here, I'll help you out. I'll if it takes the rest of my energy, I'll blow these things up. Uh, which doesn't really make sense. Now that I think about it, because if he's gonna die, what's the you point of getting out? Yeah. So he starts like using the rest of his psychic energy to start to blow up these robots. And he gets this really weird animation style, which
1: I thought was pretty cool. He, looked like he looks like he's kind of like halfway between being vaporized, like in Dragon Ball Z animation. Exactly, animated. exactly. Like when they're caught and they're disappearing, it kind of yeah. looks like he's stuck in the middle of that.
0: Yep, that's exactly what he looks like. And during this, Pikachu and Pikachu both help. They they start using electric attacks finally. And it works. It blows up one of the robots, right? It just blows up the yeah, one and the other one just self-destructs. Yeah. It, it kind of
1: looks around and it's like oh, the other one's gone. I guess like uh, sure why not Yes, just yeah. explodes
0: My buddy My lover Is gone I have no reason to live Blow up So Mewtwo drops To the ground And he's done He's on his way out He's on his last legs And of course This being a Pokemon movie
1: The only way to heal him
0: Is to get him in that
1: water Of course Because legendaries Love their water Yes they do You gotta bathe your legendary Every day or he'll die Yes
0: But not after midnight Because then you get A <laughs> bunch of music I have to thank Past me in my notes, I have written down, after Mewtwo dying and go to the Spring, I have Giovanni. Oh, yeah, That's right. it. That's just Giovanni
1: written down. All right. Giovanni shows up with all of the Team Rocket members and essentially have Ash and the gang and injured Mewtwo surrounded. Okay. So they can't get away. Right. But then Brock and Misty step up and essentially tell Ash, all right, you go to Spring, okay. we'll take care of these guys. Right.
0: And I do have Ash carries Mewtwo up the stairs. And he has uh, Chikorita and Bulbasaur Helping him With Vine Whip Like using Their vines To help push him up
1: And Mewtwo is You know Questioning Ash's motives Because Mewtwo Can't trust people Right yeah And
0: he says uh, Ash says Oh you You helped me And you helped my Pikachu So I'm gonna help you And even if You didn't help my Pikachu It's always nice To help someone right So I mean Ash is always Kind of like that He's always the nice guy Um, So yeah Ash gets to the spring, and he's about to help Mewtwo into the water, and Cullen stops him. He's like, no, if you put Mewtwo in there, he might contaminate the water. It's like,
1: bitch, please. Specifically, he was complaining about the contamination because they won't be able to use it for the humans. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah, he wanted to use it for humans, so fuck all Pokemon, basically. But Ash is having none of this, and to get around Cullen stopping him, he picks up Mewtwo
1: (laughs) and hucks
0: him bodily into the lake.
1: Like, he judo-tosses
0: Mewtwo. And as uh, Mewtwo is falling down the lake, he kind of gets this weird flashback-esque thought where he's like, oh, I remember this place. And specifically, I noticed that it was the, uh, like, the ocean grass yeah. parting, which was definitely from the first movie, like, early on. And they showed Mew. And then we showed Mew, yeah. Like, just um, not assuming, uh, insinuate that this was the birthplace of Mew, basically. And... After that little flashback, Giovanni's helicopter shows back up. It um, doesn't really do anything at this uh, point. He
1: kind of complains at them. Yeah. He's demanding to know where Mewtwo is because yes. you know, he didn't get to see Mewtwo get chucked. Right, yeah. Man, that was a
0: really good toss. <laughs> I wonder how much Mewtwo weighs. We'll have to check that up yeah. later. Cause, yeah, because that was a pretty sizable toss, so Ash must be pretty pretty strong. But yeah, after the helicopter shows up Mewtwo, fully rejuvenated Comes out of the water And goes basically goes Super Saiyan I mean, his aura it, Is it, fucking a Dragon Ball Z-style fucking flame around yeah. him
1: Yeah, like in, in the original movie, his aura was You know, just a ball a of circle. color around him Like right. literally, there's a bubble of cir- uh, energy Yeah, This, it's, yeah it's, it's the raging fire, or uh, you know. Yeah, and
0: Mewtwo's like, "All right, screw this, we're leaving, and um, we're not coming back." And he makes this giant blue beam of light that shoots up through the sky. It basically covers the entirety of the canyon, and then it cuts to nighttime. So apparently, this took a while because it was like the middle of the day. Then we see the canyon with no water; it's completely dry. It basically looks like a crater at this point. Yeah,
1: it, it is a crater now. Yeah.
0: Um, and we see all the Team Rocket uh, combat unit and Giovanni and Domino. They're all kind of looking around like, What the hell? Where did everyone go? What happened? They're, trying, they're still looking for Mewtwo at this point. Oh, uh, also...
1: With Luna and... Yeah,
0: Luna and Cullen are still there. And they don't know what's going on. But they're upset, obviously, that the water's gone. So... Cullen mentions that he still has a little bit of the water, and maybe he can make a synthetic version of it. Uh, then we actually get to see Mewtwo and Ash, and I, I assume Brock and Misty are there, so. Yeah. and all, all the clone Pokemon are under under the mountain.
1: They're, they're in the spring room of, right. of the island.
0: Yeah, he moved everything under the mountain. And Ash, after Mewtwo decides to hide all the Pokemon away... He doesn't want anyone Knowing where this place is The first thing Out of Ash's mouth is I can't wait to tell Professor Oak About all of this And Mewtwo's like No you fucking idiot <laughs> You can't do this This is the whole reason We're hiding uh, So fuck that I'm gonna wipe your mind I'm gonna do it again Cause Well actually I think Ash kind of goes Wait are you gonna Wipe my mind this time And Meowth Meowth disagrees. Not Meowth too. Meowth specifically. Yeah. He's like, just some James
1: Meowth pop out at this point. Or, you know.
0: He's like, no, you can't do this. Um, we, I, I forget exactly his explanation. It's something along the lines of, we can't forget this. It's it's a very important thing. And I think Misty's even like, oh, just because you don't remember it happening doesn't mean it didn't happen. And then Mewtwo goes into this whole long diatribe.
1: It's a Mewtwo monologue, yeah. you kind of lose interest in them.
0: Yeah, but he does decide to wipe Team Rocket's mind, uh, Giovanni, Domino, the whole combat unit, and he sends them to uh, just a nearby city. It doesn't, it, they don't really say what the city is, and they're, they kind of look at each other and it's like, what happened, Domino says something along the lines of, oh, we must be on some kind of secret mission, and we got to leave, or it won't be a There's secret a for very long. Uh, and that's the last we see of them. Um, and then Mewtwo, after creating the secret little area, decides to take the Pokemon away once more. Like he's like, okay, well, we gotta leave again. Oh, I'm an idiot. He doesn't take them away. He lets them go. He lets them go. He they all go off into different directions. That's what happens. He, he yep.
1: lets them take good care of their own lives. Yeah,
0: exactly. See, th- that's probably the mar- part where I. Blanked out. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you see all the Pokemon going off in different directions, and then the final three to leave are Mewtwo, Pikachu, and Meowth, They kind of look at each other for a second, and then they all go off in different directions. And then the next thing we see is this weird filler scene of Cullen deciding to stay with Luna to test the
1: water more. Uh, Apparently they became more than just friends. Yeah,
0: exactly. And... The reason I say this is filler is because they're telling this to the bus driver lady Which I don't understand the point of that Like they could just be in the shack talking to each other Yeah like, But the bus driver lady pulls up and says Hey, I heard you need to take the bus And he goes, no <laughs> And that's it I feel um, like
1: how those two aren't concerned at all of what happened to the other three
0: Yeah, yeah Well, maybe their minds got wiped too Maybe
1: Like of, of
0: Ash, Misty, and Brock That's the only reason I could think of.
1: That would also kind of suck, though, being just that crater with no memory. Yeah. What are we doing up here? If Mewtwo moved
0: uh, Team Rocket to the city... He He might have moved them down to the cabin. Right. Or to the city,
1: too. Are are we we... on a secret mission, too, Giovanni? (laughs) Yeah. Who are we? You wiped too much of our
0: minds. Now we don't know who we are. I don't remember exactly what Ash and company
1: end up doing. I don't think they actually do anything. I I think it ends with those... Them and Jesse and James Team Rocket Still at the spring Because then it goes on to explain like Mewtwo's happenings Right,
0: yeah The quote was something along the lines of Every now and then It's the narrator talking at this point The narrator says Every now and then Someone will say that they saw Mewtwo But in the shadows And that's how the movie ends basically Is Mewtwo Traveling stand- different cities Yeah, standing on uh, an antenna basically Just this top of a building in the moonlight, and he looks all superhero-y, basically.
1: So that's Mewtwo Returns. That's the whole movie. That's how you can tell it's special, because it didn't end with Team Rocket saying we're blasting off again. Yeah,
0: or at least some variation of it. Okay, so let's get into our favorites and least favorites. Um, and we all know what your favorite Pokemon is going to be. I
1: know what your favorite Pokemon is going to be.
0: Dugong. Yeah. Dugong. Absolutely. <laughs> we, <haven't, laughs> we only mentioned him once in... In the actual Spiel of the movie But he was our
1: saving grace In this movie right Yes more or less he was the best thing about this movie
0: Yeah and the reason for that Is he's always happy No matter what scene you see him In he's almost Always got a smile on his face I counted
1: two scenes where where he's not happy And those times he was kind of more surprised Looking he wasn't like upset He was just like Yeah oh no He's a background Pokemon. Yes, he's one of the Mewtwo's cloned Pokemon. Right, but man, is he happy! Yeah, he's just
0: stoked to be a part of whatever's going on. We have a collage of the scenes with Dugong in them. I'll post them on the Twitter and the Facebook page so you can see them. It's it's I I love this Dugong. He's he's the dopest. Um, Actually, I because I knew you were gonna pick Dugong, I actually (laughs) picked a, a secondary, and I really like Pikachu because he's not just following along. He's got his own ideas. He wants to be out there in the world. He doesn't want to be shut away, and I, I thought that was pretty cool for him to just not be a follower.
1: Yeah, I, I like that aspect of Pikachu, but I just really didn't like his kind of warmongering ways against P- regular Pikachu. Oh, absolutely. Because he, he was a really like, kind of racist,
0: I guess? Yeah, almost. Yeah, he really didn't... Well, he was jealous. He had a lot of jealousy built up in him, which I felt kind of bad for him. He, he, he definitely kind of felt like, a different version of Ash's Pikachu, like, if Ash's Pikachu had gone through this crap, he would probably be the same way. So what was your least favorite Pokemon? <laughs> you have
1: to All ask right. that, too. <laughs> it was very it's obvious. It was just Baby Queens. Yes. Because, they are no. combinations
0: against Arceus. <laughs> uh, they're, yeah, just, they're no. scary. Ugh, yeah. My least favorite was Mewtwo. Because of how Preachy? Yes. Not necessarily Preachy, but his monologues were just so angsty and like... And they didn't really have any real basis in anything. It was just his skewed perception because of what he went through. I mean, obviously he, he felt that way because of what he went through, but he didn't really realize that the Pokemon that he created would have that... He always thought that they would have that feeling or they would want that too. So he kind of forced them into this thing. Which, in his... Defense. He realized that by the end of the movie that he was wrong. So he actually had some character development there. And he let them go, which was nice. So, I mean, but still. The little monologues throughout the movie really hurt his character for
1: me. So what was your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene, honestly, I think it's when the bug invasion happened. Mm. When all of a sudden it's just like, everything is coming after him. They're background Pokemon, but they're actually... Doing something this yeah, time. Absolutely. As opposed to, like, say, the Power of One, where right. background Pokemon all came swarming in and they did nothing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they actually did more than most of the clone Pokemon. I mean, Pikachu and Meowth 2 obviously had a really big role in this, but the rest of them didn't really do anything. No. They just kind of moved around from place to place, being plot points. Um, okay. That's a good one. I and really you? don't. Uh, Mine was uh, the drying pan scene. (laughs) Of course. Brooks saying, I'm going to use my frying pan as a drying pan. Or the scene very early in the movie where um, Mewtwo says, and then I met my nemesis. And it's just this really (laughs) cute scene of Mew doing his little Mew voice.
1: I just want to name my Mew nemesis now. Yes.
0: What was your least favorite scene in this movie? Um, You say it's the baby fucking Noodle queens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely... First version of Domino when she's pretending to be a good per- good guy. Absolutely. And she's just omg um, oh it's so. And and you the know, it's just, funny thing is she only
0: like speaks in that tone for like two times, two or three times, but it's so bad. Yeah. It's like literally when I was taking notes when she started talking and I had to pause the movie and throw my notes to, to the ground <laughs> because it was, it was so upsetting. It was it was
1: pretty awful. Yeah. That's a really bad scene. All right, about what about you?
0: Uh Mewtwo's monologuing. Anytime Mewtwo started talking, I my mind instinctively in some kind of defense mechanism stopped listening to whatever he had to say to the point where I had to rewind the movie a couple of times to figure out what he was talking about.
1: Honestly, I'd say his monologuing takes up a good like third of the movie.
0: Yeah. I mean it's only an hour long and there is a lot of obvious filler in this movie. And he's but very yeah, long winded. He's his, very long winded in his yes,
1: monologues. Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, so what's your overall ranking for this movie? Pokeball. Pokeball,
1: yeah. Yeah. There's a few things that are neat about this movie, but nothing is like... There's like no real saving grace. Like we said, Dugan, the A background Pokemon is one of our favorite things about this movie. Yeah. I should pretty much tell you that this absolutely. is a pretty bad movie. Yep,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I had to give it a Pokeball too. I kind of, after talking about it a little bit more, I kind of wanted to give it a Great Ball... But I couldn't, even with even with Mewtwo's turn, his character development, I thought that was really cool, even though I didn't realize it watching the movie. If it, it felt like it was it, supposed to be a half-hour episode, but they then decided to make it an hour long, so they had to, like, pad it to, to the brim with filler.
1: It, it's kind of like a Pokeball in a half at best.
0: Yeah, yeah. Our, our rating system is really hard because it's only four points, yeah. so it, it's a really difficult thing to... Make a gradient in Yeah But uh, Okay it didn't quite make it
1: To the Great Ball Would you
0: say This is better than The Selby movie Since those are Our two Pokeballs Right now No No I would it, I would not Selby's
1: better Just because Like I said This monologue Takes up such a large Chunk of the movie Right And It's just a Philosophical qu- Quandary right. Essentially And I don't I don't want that For a movie I don't right. Like at least For a Pokemon movie Like it's a cartoon movie. I want to be entertained. I don't yeah. want to come out of the movie questioning my existence. Yeah. If I want that, I'll watch, you know, actually something like Brave the Fireflies or something and question oh, my, my Jesus existence. Christ.
0: Um, yeah, I have to agree. I think the Selby movie's better, if only for the fact that it had the Sam Oak reveal. I don't know. The Team Rocket member that was better than Jesse and James was cooler than Domino. He at least had a really cool better
1: gimmick at least and he didn't speak like a 90s uh
0: college girl yeah okay so that's going to be it for this episode thank you again for listening please visit our website which is gen the that's gen the number zero podcast.wordpress.com if you want to email us you can hit us up at gen at spelled the same way uh, our Twitter is also Gen Zero Podcast, and our Facebook is Facebook.com slash Gen Zero Podcast. We're
1: Gen Zero if you can't tell. Yes,
0: exactly. I like to keep things That's very simple. the same, yeah. Next week, our movie is going to be, I actually looked it up, I made sure, <laughs> we're right this time. It's going to be, uh, the, the short is Camp Pikachu, Okay. and the movie is Pokemon Heroes Latios and Latias. Thanks again for listening. See ya. Later. Yeah.